Have you spent most of your life looking for your soulmate, only to find random hookups who don't share your life goals? Do you find it hard to relate with others, let alone become romantically involved with them? Maybe you think that there's just no one out there quite like you. No one who wants what you want. Well, friends, we're here to offer the solution for your dating woes. And it's called Variant Love. A new dating app that doesn't just connect you with someone similar, it connects you with yourself. With a new technology developed outside of registered time and space, our scientists here at Variant Love, through many millennia of steadfast trial and error, have created an application that uses interdimensional variant matching to determine your perfect match. With our patented algorithm, we match you with the version of yourself most likely to lead to lifelong romance. Now, I know what you're thinking, but I'm not gay. Not a problem, my friends, whether you are gay, straight, bisexual, genderqueer, polyamorous, or any of the other things, there is a perfect variant of yourself waiting for you of the persuasion you desire. Infinite timelines mean infinite possibilities. Take Sylvie, for example. When she first met her variant, she wasn't even interested in romance. But after travelling through time, evading the authorities and facing death together, she and her variant soon came to realise what everyone eventually realises, that there is no one more perfect for you than yourself. So if you're ready to invest in some self-love, don't hesitate. Reach out to our variant love specialist today and begin your journey into mystery. Visit variantlove.com or call one of our variant love experts at 1-800-LOVE-YOU. Don't put it off any longer. That's variantlove.com or call 1-800-LOVE-YOU. Variant love, you deserve to be happy with yourself. Loki, season two. Episode 1. Ladies and gentlemen, it is good to finally be back. Welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted to the Disney Plus Marvel series and really the entire MCU at large. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this, my friends, is the show. And I know these are few and far between now. Like, I feel like we're hardly ever talking to each other anymore. Well, it's actually, it's kind of one-sided. It's really just, I feel like I'm hardly ever talking to you guys anymore. Um, But I love being able to do it. I'm so glad to be back. And hey, let me just get some of this gross stuff out of the way right up front. If you want more Marvel Plus, maybe you're like, oh man, there's hardly any episodes anymore. Well, there's no series, but one thing I have been doing is putting some stuff over on the Marvel Plus Patreon, so if you're interested in that, go check it out. It's only three bucks a month to get basically everything that I offer over there. One dollar a month gets you video versions of the podcast of every single episode, and you get them early, usually like a day or two early. So if you're interested in that, go sign up for the Marvel Plus Patreon. As I said, a maximum $3 out of pocket per month. Um, and I'm, I'm running a deal right now that if you sign up for the Patreon for 
throughout anywhere throughout the Loki series airing. So basically for the next six weeks or so, I'm going to throw in a Marvel Plus t-shirt, which is usually like, I don't know, 20 bucks or so, 15, 20 bucks. I'm going to throw in one of those for free. I will send that to you just out of my own pocket if you contribute to the Patreon. So um, like I said, if you want a Marvel Plus shirt um, or if you just want to get the bonus content, go sign up for the Marvel Plus Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel Plus. Also, if you're interested in merch and you don't want to join the Marvel Plus, you can uh, go check out the merch store. There will be a link in the description for that. There's always links. I post so many links in the description, like to our guest stuff, to my stuff, my other podcasts, my YouTube channel, everything. Anything you want to find out about me, you can find that in the description, in the show notes to these podcasts. So go go check down there. Anything you want to do, Patreon, merch, follow me on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. You can find everything in the show notes. Now, on to the, uh, the actual important stuff. Actually, I lied. Before I get into that, I just want to ask you guys, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, now, if you don't enjoy it, then completely ignore this. Um, I guess just shut off the podcast now, but... If you do happen to enjoy the podcast and you listen to it regularly, if you listen to an episode or two at least, do me a favor. Go over to either Spotify or if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating. And if you could, give it a written review. If you give it a written review, I'll read it right here on the podcast. I'm really proud of those when I get them. Um, so I like to share them with the world. Um, so please, if you enjoy the show, it really does help out when, when we get reviews, when we get um, the five-star ratings. It really does, like, convince the algorithm to, you know, put me at the top of people's feed. So I would greatly appreciate if you would go and rate and review the podcast wherever you can do it. And, you know, the most importantly, though, even if you don't rate and review it, dude, if you could just share, if you could share the episodes... Not, you don't have to do it publicly, you know? Maybe you're, maybe you're ashamed of your nerddom. Maybe, maybe you're like, oh, I don't want everyone to know I'm a geek. I don't want my family to know. Look, just share it with your geeky friends. Just, just send them a link to the latest episode. Like, hey, man, they're, this is, they're, they're covering Loki. Loki Season 2. Here you go. He's also covered Loki Season 1 in every other Disney Plus Marvel series. So, yeah. Be a good pal, man. Share the love. Not just, not just to me. Don't just be a good friend to me. Be a good friend to your geeky friends. And give them some good content. If you enjoy it, chances are they will too. All right, now all the gross stuff is out of the way. I'm done pimping my Patreon and, and, and trying to get you to make me more noticeable. Now it's on to the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're in a season two, guys. Do you get it? Uh, season two, this is the first season two we've gotten of any of these series kind of a big deal. I don't know if we'll even get season two of any other series, except I guess What If is doing a season two, but I don't know. Does What If even really count? Is it, is it the same thing as these live action things? I don't know. I mean, I really enjoy it. I love What If, but it doesn't feel like the same thing. Getting a season two of a, you know, a, a series that's like one-off episodes is a little different than getting a serialized story. So, yeah, this is it. This is the first time we've gotten a season two of a series, and maybe the only time we'll ever get a season two of a series. Who knows? There's no talk of doing a season two of any other series. 
So that's exciting. And honestly, Loki, I feel like, is the series that left the most open to like have a second season. Um, if they weren't going to let it play out in the films, of course you do a season two. So while it wasn't at the very top of my list when, when I rated all the shows from 2021 when it came out, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I thought it did some really fun, interesting stuff. It delves into sci-fi, which is like, that's my jam. <laughs> sci-fi is my jam. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I love this multiverse stuff. I love time travel. I love all this stuff. Parallel universes. This is the kind of stuff that, like, if you can mix my comic book stuff with sci-fi movie stuff, oh, I'm in heaven. So, clearly you guys probably are too, because you're coming back for Loki Season 2 as well. Um... But we got episode one, guys. Episode one, Ouroboros. And we have an awesome guest to talk about it with. So it's pretty cool how I met Alejandro. Alejandro Martinez and I met at Galaxy Con Columbus, which is a big, um, you know, fan con here. Not, not quite a comic con, but it's a fan con. So it's more like, um, you know, a pop culture con, if you will. A lot of celebrities, a lot of, uh, you know, you can, like, meet and greet with celebrities. You can get stuff signed. Uh, but one of the coolest things they have is you can you can put on your own panels. You can sign up and, and um, put in an application to host a panel discussing whatever your heart desires in the pop culture, entertainment, nerd, geek culture realm. And that's exactly what I did last year in 2022 at the end of the year i did because it's right here in my hometown here of columbus ohio not my hometown i'm from springfield ohio but it is where i currently reside and have for the past decade so anyway it's right down the street so it's perfect for me i put in an application i hosted a panel and what i did is i if you're unaware if you're newer to this podcast you might not know about this, but this is something for you to go check out. I did a live stream podcast from GalaxyCon Columbus, and it was ranking all of the 2022 MCU movies and series for that year. And it was a blast. Now, what was really cool was I planned to probably do it all alone. Like I was going to this, uh, I was going to this convention and hosting. It was very nerve wracking. I was extremely nervous about doing this. Um, I hate, as much as I love doing, like, putting my opinions on the internet, I hate talking in front of a crowd. It scares me to death. Um, and so half of me was like, I hope no one shows up. And then half of me was like, man, I, I hope some people show up, you know. Um, and I had a pretty good turnout. I was actually really happy with the amount of people that showed up for my panel and that stayed through to the end. Like, didn't see a lot of people getting up in the middle to leave. It was a great time, but one of the reasons I think it was it was engaging for people and why people enjoyed it and sat through the entire thing, because honestly, if it was just me talking, I would be bored. I might get up and leave in the middle of the show. But I met a gentleman there named Alejandro Martinez. He was an audience member, and I just put it out there. I put some feelers out there. Hey, is, is anyone interested in maybe coming up here and, and doing this with me, discussing these shows with me? And dude you know, on a whim, he does it. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. No preparation. I was like, hey, can you rank like all nine of the movies and series real quick and then start this show with me? And he's like, uh, yeah, I got it. Let's go. And 
that's impressive for me. I hate ranking stuff. I hate it because I always change my mind like 30 seconds after making the ranking. And it, it, I don't know. It's, it's a, I, I, I'm so indecisive when it comes to ranking stuff. I'm like, was oh, this really better than this? Oh, I don't know. You know, is this really my favorite? Alejandro, he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly what his ranking was when we went in there. And it's crazy because he like came up with it on the spot and I had been planning mine for weeks. So we had a fantastic time. We had great chemistry. I, I, I was like, dude, I'm going to get this guy back. We actually ended up doing, and we talk about it a little bit in the episode, but we ended up doing like a Power Rangers once and forever um, or once and always review. That was a Netflix Power Rangers special that came out. Um, earlier this year, but I love talking to this guy. He has some great opinions. I think you're going to love his theories for Loki season two. So stay tuned to the end because at the end we get into like, you know, Hey, what do you think is going to happen going forward? What are your predictions for the show? And he like, I thought mine was pretty good. And then he comes up like, bam, there it is. You know, like roadie, boom puts it out there and it's like I was like mind blown I'm like oh okay all right my theory was kind of cool but uh I really hope yours is how the show plays out and if it does you should be writing for some of these shows um anyway let's jump into it I have rattled your ear off I'm just so excited to be back like I'm so excited to be doing this again talking about this stuff again and just being on air with you guys again that I'm like I'm rambling but also, I did all the uh, disgusting promotion up front, so you won't have to deal with that on the back end. But let's jump into it, man. Let's get into this fantastic conversation I had with Alejandro Martinez. Okay, welcome back, my friend. It's been a long time since we've done Marvel Plus. Uh, we did an episode of, of uh, we did a Power Rangers special review. But the last time we've talked Marvel was way back at GalaxyCon Columbus. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. What's going on, Brett? <laughs> I'm I'm living the dream, man. We finally got some more Marvel stuff out. Like yeah, it's been you're just very... freezing freezing up here in, in in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's you know Ohio. You know Ohio. It's like it it could be seventy or eighty degrees, and then the next day it's like forty. So oh, you just have you just have to come prepared all the time in Ohio. Don't yeah. wish that upon us. Don't wish that right now. <laughs> it's coming. This week's supposed to be in the 70s, man. Like a couple days this week's supposed to be in the 70s. And it's okay. supposed to be. Okay. Maybe down there where you are, not up here. Not up there. I got no. that lake effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one thing I would not enjoy about living up in northern part of Ohio is that like you guys get hit with snow way more often than we do. Um, it true. gets way colder, way windier. I'm good on that. So enjoy that's that. True. Um, but yeah, dude, the last time we talked was way back at GalaxyCon, almost a year ago when we were talking Marvel stuff mm -hmm. and we were talking a little, a little bit before we started recording about how much the MCU slate has changed in, in the time since then, because we were talking about a lot of upcoming projects last year. Yes. It's really, like, it's honestly really changed a lot, you know, and I think yeah. part of it was I guess kind of like the writers and the SAG yeah. after strike, right? Uh, maybe not too much, but I think also Marvel definitely heard the 
concerns people were having. I mean, we talked about this even with some of the audience members last year at GalaxyCon, right? This people were kind of worried about burnout and yeah. so much content coming out and people were like, uh, this isn't, you know, hitting our expectations, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, um, you know, quantity over quality maybe. And they decided to maybe pull on the reins a little bit and reel it back just a smidge and like put out a little more quality, a, a little bit, you know, fewer and far between. So, yeah. I mean, that it seems like a, that's what, what they're doing. I, I read something about them intentionally doing it. Who knows if it's really, mm -hmm. it'd be like a saving face thing. Um, but yeah, we were talking about like this year was looking pretty cool for Marvel stuff. And here we are in October and we're only on the second series of the year. Are we that's, really? Wow. Yeah, we had Secret Invasion and then now we have Loki and it's just starting. So we've had two series this year compared to uh, the year before, I don't know what, four or five, and the year before that, four or five, six, yeah. like, so they definitely. Well, and we had, what films came out this year? I don't even remember. Guardians 3, Guardians, Guardians 3, 3, Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, yep, in February, right? Yep, that's and it then so far. We have the Marvels coming out in, you know, about a month's yep. time from today, yeah. yeah. So we'll get three movies and two series by the end of this year. We, I think we're supposed to get What If Season 2, I think. I haven't heard much more about it. It's October, man. It's October. They only got two months left. Like, to, You're to not wrong. Up. Yeah, so like by the time Loki's over, it'll be mid-November, right? Late November. Yeah. I'm going to squeeze, squeeze What If in right at the end? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So you know, the interesting thing is, this weekend that episode one of season two of Loki came out was mm. originally when Craven the Hunter was supposed to come out. Mm, yes, I like, yeah, I did a trailer review of that. I remember it was coming. Where, what happened to that? Just get pushed. I think it's coming out. I mean, I assume next year. Who knows with Sony? Let's be honest. Yeah. Are you interested in that? Did you did you like the trailer? What do you think? It, it's a movie. <laughs> it is that yeah it is that i always worry when it comes to sony and what they're actually trying to do i feel like yep. a lot of times unfortunately they're a little all over the place um yep. so i'm not too excited um i love aaron taylor johnson though so i i will see it right because it is a nerd film and yeah. theoretically hopefully in the future it can connect to the mcu but if it's on the same track as uh morbius not really looking forward to it yeah they um i think i think that's the concern of everyone is like what are they doing with this villain universe turning all the villains into anti-heroes and then because none of them have been really villainous at all i mean you got venom you got morbius now you got craven it looks like they're all just going to be not even anti-heroes of their films they're the hero yeah so yeah. what are they doing man how are they gonna like we're gonna have too much empathy for them to watch Spider-Man beat them up, you know? Are we gonna, did you have empathy for Morbius at the end of that film? I don't know, hey. I was just kind of glad to leave. I, I feel you, yes. He, but, but he, was put, he was put forth as the hero is my point, is like, how are you gonna make him bad enough for us to believe this idea that Spider-Man has to stop him? Like, same thing did with- you have, um, did you have empathy for Venom? 
I wouldn't say empathy, but like I said, he's the hero. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's the good guy. Like nothing about him really says he's the bad guy. So the fact that it, like he likes to eat bad guys, you know, yeah. yeah. Like I don't know. It's hard for me to see them as a threat to our hero now. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you're you're setting them all up as pretty good guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It, I guess we'll tough. have to see. I guess we'll yeah. have to see when it comes out. I thought the trailer looked interesting. Like it could be, it could be cool, um, but I just worry about it, and I worry about. Like, I think, I think people are worried that it won't matter. Like a, a lot of these movies, they're worried about like, you know, like where is this going? Do right. I really care? Like, if it doesn't connect to the MCU or doesn't have future projects where like Spider Man's going to interact with them, we really don't know because that remains to be seen. We haven't yeah. seen Spider Man in anything yet. Yeah. So, um, but among the we're all not the other things about Craven today. <laughs> We're not, um, but I did. I did want to say though that like the stuff that we were talking about um, last year at GalaxyCon, uh -huh. some of the stuff that like Craven wasn't even announced yet. So we were talking like Echo. Um, we were talking. What else is supposed to come out this year? What was originally supposed to come out this year? Uh, I think we had thought Agatha would, would come out this like Halloween uh -huh. season this fall, right? Would, that would have made out. sense. Um, X-Men 97 was supposed to yeah. be this fall. It's been pushed. I don't know why, because apparently it's pretty much done. So, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what exactly they're doing. Um, they've even already supposedly ordered another season of it. So it's okay. we're going to we're going to get some seasons. That's something I'm really looking forward to. But I don't mm -hmm. know. I just don't know when we're going to get this stuff, man. They it, it was slated for this fall. Um mm -hmm. We know, I think Echo was supposed to be this year. And right. I can't remember what else, but there was some other stuff that was supposed to come out this year that we discussed. And don't know, some of it, I don't even know if it'll ever come out. Like, I mean, I think we thought Ironheart was maybe going to come out this year. Yeah, yeah. It would have made sense because they introduced her in, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And, you know, yes. cool, next year we'll do her series. Are they really going to wait several years before they bring her back? Like, who knows? Well, I, I will say though, and maybe this can help us talk about Loki a little bit. I will say, if we Marvel's need taking a slower <laughs> approach, uh -huh. if Marvel's taking a slower approach, you know, but yeah. it's giving more quality, I'm down. Yeah. You know, if I don't see Agatha until next year, if it, as long as the episodes are good and it's pushing some story forward and it way that mm -hmm. i enjoy i'm cool with yeah. it i agree i agree I'm, I'm okay with them slowing it down a little bit um i don't i mean it's not great for podcasting especially when my show focuses <laughs> on the, the series but i'm okay with it man and i can come up with other stuff to talk about between the series you know the only thing i'm worried about is okay so they're stretching them out the space in between and then on top of that, things are actually getting pushed way back. Like stuff that was supposed to come out in 24 is now pushed to 25 and 26. And it's like, right. we were supposed to already be like, by 26, we're supposed to be wrapping up this chapter of the MCU, this multiverse saga. I think 25, actually, it was supposed to, um, the end of 25, I think, or the spring of 25 was supposed to be um, the Avengers Kang dynasty. And then 
the following fall was supposed to be Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now we're going into 2026. So pushing it forward another year. How long is it going to take us to get to my X-Men, dude? Like, this is what, I, that's where I'm trying to get the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Something's beating. Again, on. like I said, yeah, is that on your end? Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Like I said, though, as long as it's giving me quality, I'm not too mad about it. I just, I don't want to die before it's done, man. <laughs> I don't want to die of old age before we get to the X-Men. Um, no, but seriously, uh, we're here to talk about Loki. As you said, uh, I keep trying to drive us away from the point, but we need to, we need to get to it. So, uh, well, first of all, talking about Loki though, I listened to your seven to 10 minute recap on your daily BS podcast today. And yeah. I fundamentally disagree with a lot of what you said so listeners if you haven't heard that episode that brett dropped go check it out first because we're about to fight right now brett (laughs) i know i know um and and i had a feeling that that would be the case i will tell you though going in now this wasn't my favorite thing this episode Mm -hmm. it it really wasn't but upon rewatch i did enjoy it a lot more like just going through i just got more from it and it made more sense to me like they did move the story along a little bit not a lot um but you know six episodes for me it's just tight man like to get the whole story in and not feel rushed at the end i worry that you don't tell enough of the story in one of the episodes so i was worried that it it kind of felt like it was like oh we're just going to use this whole episode to ramp up to the story but not actually tell any of the story but upon rewatch they did give us a little bit like that will further the story, I think, going forward. So not my favorite episode of one of these series, but I have more appreciation for it now after rewatching it than I than I did when I made that video. That was like a first reaction. So um, go easy on me. All right. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so how how are you feeling coming into Loki? Like what? Where ha, where did you have Loki season one placed in your like? list of i mean was it oh, up I there was remember this... i think it was pretty up there because you know it starts exploring the multiverse more it kind of takes a a thread a, a variant right that we saw from end game and kept unweaving it out and so i think it was i want to say it was in my top four or five from when we talked last year at galaxy con yeah. and i think Coming into it from Secret Invasion, which you know, I think general consensus in the fandom is that it was not great. You know, we love Samuel L. Jackson, but loving him does not mean loving the series. Uh-huh. I was a little hesitant at first coming into Loki season two. I said, you know, what is this actually going to do? Or am yeah. I just going to have more worries that this is going to be like a you know, it's not really going to shoot off into anything. It's going to just end up hurting the MCU even more, tank the the word of mouth with it. And is this the beginning of the end for the MCU? Personally, though, I thought it was a really quality Marvel episode. You know, it's been Mm -hmm. a while since we've had that. And so I really, really enjoyed it. Well... 
That's very good. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that because, like I said, even if I didn't love the episode, there was some great stuff in it. That, don't get me wrong. And it felt like the same Loki universe that we were in last year. Like they did a good job yeah. at reminding us like where we're at. Like this is the yeah. TVA. These are the rules. This is the rules that have been broken now. Um, they 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 did really good at that. And the best thing this episode did, it it showed us. It really showed us the chaos that Sylvie created yep. within the TVA. Yep. Like everyone's running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Everyone's trying to figure. Like they're like, what do we do? Half the people are like, hey, we need to tell everyone that they're variants. The other half are like, no, we can't do that. Um, we got to preserve the timeline. And someone else is like, but that's killing people. I mean, it's wild. Then Loki is time slipping all over the place. He, it's hard for him to get anything done because he keeps appearing and reappearing and disappearing. So I, uh, I, I did like the chaos of the episode. Like, I think that's if this were a thing, that's how it would go down. Like, everyone would be like, what do we do? We don't even know what our job is anymore. Like, you know, who are we? Why are we here? And, you know, then you got the hunters, um, the Minutemen, who, who like, mm -hmm. they just got to follow orders, right? Or do they? Like, you know, at some point, are they going to be like, you know what? No, we're not going to do this. So it was wild. Some, you know, some of the people are like, let's hunt Sylvie down. Other people, they're like, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that, you know, B-15's like, we, we can't kill people anymore. It's not right. We got to let the timelines exist. Um, then you got Loki, who was like, yeah, yeah, I thought that too. But now I think something else because I met he who remains. So what do you think about just the the chaos of the episode, like coming through? I thought it was a good way to set it up because, I mean, it, it does kind of pick up right after. Uh, right after Loki season one's finale, right? He who remains yeah. is dead. Um, we kind of know that, at least theoretically, this starts a little bit before Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, if we remember that, that post-credit scene, right, it's Loki and Mobius going uh -huh. to see Victor Timely. Yep. So that hasn't at least happened in this show yet. So right. we're a little bit before Quantumania. Um, but are but we? going on. Well, but are we don't we? know yet, right? Because of time travel, and, we don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I love about it. That's one thing I love about it. Like, you know, I was excited about Loki from the beginning, like season one. Mm -hmm. um, just the idea that we're playing with time travel and the multiverse. It's like some of my favorite science fiction ever. So put that in a Marvel series. Like, you've got me. Like, take my money. So yeah, I, I was kind of in the bag for this. Um, I, I thought the first season didn't do enough of the time jumping like that's so if we can do more of that this season, I will be very happy with the season. Like if we can well, honestly, go, I think they didn't because they were still trying to figure it out. Like, how are people actually going to react to this? Are people going to catch on? Are people going to understand it? Yeah, that's my theory, at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a thing like it can get pretty convoluted. Are you going to keep your audience? Also, you're doing a lot of this in a series. What if people don't watch the series? What if they're only watching the movies, the casual fans, you know? Like, are they going to be lost when they go to the films? So they were probably treading lightly a little bit with that. Um, yeah. I do... I do like that aspect of it. But the time slipping was 
was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. My my only issue with this was like the whole episode was like we got to get him to stop time slipping. Like I feel like the, it took the entire episode to fix that problem before we can actually start the 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 real meat of the story, right? Well, and, and my question, and this was one of my cons for this, is why is he time slipping? Why is that this big important thing? And I'm oh. sure you know we're gonna find out later the importance Maybe. of meeting, you know, Ob, right? Kihui Kwan's yeah. character in the past, or why yeah. Sylvie in the future is back at the compound, right? I'm sure it's all gonna connect. But yeah, I was like, why? Why is he even time slipping to begin with? Yeah, and, and I hope I hope it does matter later. Like, obviously, I think it will with him having Sylvie showing up at the end there, and then him getting. Let's kind of go through it because I don't want to jump straight to the end. But, sure, sure. Um. I really enjoy that they brought back notable characters, like side characters. So yeah. bringing back, um, oh, what's his name? Um, when 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 Loki crash lands into the building and he and he sees the guy like buffing the floor. What's his name? Uh, X five? No, no. Oh, Casey. I, Casey. 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 Yeah, he sees Casey, which I remember being a very funny small part in yes. season one but it, it's one of the little touches that makes you feel like oh yes we're in the same world again like these are our people we know these people yeah we're back in this world of like the tva loki uh all this stuff and i i thought that having all these side characters show up and even other ones in the background that like didn't do a whole lot but maybe had a line or two it just mm-hmm. made you feel like okay i'm glad they didn't like recast a bunch of shit or, or like just add a bunch of new background characters because now it 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 feels nice it feels comfortable that we're as chaotic as it is it feels like um yeah i don't know there's a comfort in knowing that we're in the same show i guess and not just something wildly different thing yes and i think part of this was because the production value itself was so top notch it was good you know yes it's definitely the best looking MCU show. I think so. Uh, honestly, yeah. sometimes I think it looks better than some of the movies. Like just the TVA aesthetic, like you know it's there, you know what it looks like. It is kind of a, a comforting thing because you're so used to it. Yeah. Even when it changes, right? Like sometimes they go there and there's yeah. Kang statues and sometimes not, but it still feels like they're in the TVA. And absolutely. It's, and it still feels like we're dealing with the same world that we were in season one. So, I really enjoyed that. Like I said, putting in the, the smaller characters that maybe were insignificant to some people, but like it matters when you're re, when you're on season two. Um, let's see. So they brought back Casey. He he's time slipping and he doesn't even know what it is yet. He doesn't even realize at first that he's in the past or in the future or anything. It's just like right. he thinks he's back at the TVA and everything has changed. Um, right. But once he realizes he's time slipping. And he he's talking to Mobius and trying to figure things out. Um, we do get uh, a reference to jet skis once again. I think we're just <laughs> setting up setting up that you know final scene we're eventually going to get with Mobius on the jet ski. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Yeah. Right. And I love the banter between Mobius and Loki. Like I wish oh, season yeah. one had had more of it. 
I just yeah. love their their banter. Like it makes the show so much like so much more enjoyable for me personally. How about when they're in in the elevator and they're talking about how disgusting it looks when he's time slipping? <laughs> yes, yeah. That was that was great. That like, it was all so those little cool. moments. That's such an Owen Wilson conversation though too. Like <laughs> I can picture him having that in in other films that he's been in. So, um, but yeah, Tom Hiddleston and and um, Owen Wilson like great great together like a comedy absolutely. duo absolutely yeah uh um, like give them an award someone give them an award yeah best you know buddies best buds best, best buds. buds in a series um we got very little sylvie in this episode and that's probably one of the reasons why and, and she was probably my least favorite character from season one i'll be honest yeah. i i did uh-huh. i didn't love her and but I missed her in this episode, man, because I feel like she's the crux of this story. Like what she's done, yeah. where where is she now? Is she like supposed to be running things since she killed he who remains? Is it she who remains now? Like right. So we didn't get to any of that. And I felt like a little gypped, you know. I felt like, oh man, come on. Like and I, I want to know. We'll get there. I think we're gonna yeah, we, get there, right? Like sure. the end of episode one, like having that scene with her and we'll talk about it when we get there, but clearly yeah. she has an important role to play. Yeah. Yeah. I think though, that that's probably the main thing that had me believing. I didn't see that much happen in this episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it may not have even been totally true. Cause like I said, on rewatch, I enjoyed it a lot more and I do feel like more happened and was explained and set up than I originally, because I was looking for that story to um, be furthered from last season and that was the main point of the ending of last season like sylvie killed he who remains right so i will say though i that's something i did appreciate about this episode is kind of what i think the mcu has been lacking you know is just fear like mm. i want to feel that the stakes are so high yeah that they're insurmountable and our heroes have to punch up you know, and yeah. this, to me, at least this episode is how you do it. We know King is terrifying and the stakes at the TVA are so high. And, you know, I kind of genuinely care for the fav- the five main characters, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I love how much of a presence King was even when he didn't appear. Yeah. You yeah. know, just the whole time, like, yeah, Loki's time jumping, stuff's happening. Um Hunter B-15 is like, oh my god, uh, Kang, blah, 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 blah. They're all just like, oh shit. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, who it's is scary. And, and really, the only person who really knows about Kang is Loki. And so that's why it's so, like, it's 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 terrifying. Like, he, it's it's foreboding. There's, there's just, just Black Cloud hanging over everything. And... Yeah. You know, yeah, there's chaos everywhere. Only Loki knows how bad it really is. And right. yeah, it's just interesting. I, I, I wanted to see, I think I just wanted to see a little bit more of, of what was going on with Sylvie. But I know we'll get there. I just worry with the short seasons about that. Like, if you don't get there fast enough, then you got to cram it all in at the end. I hate when they rush the ending. Yeah. Um, so you Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. Yeah. They wrap it up in one episode or half an episode, you know, and I, I don't like that. Like, oh, just a just a villain fight and then it's over. Like, it's yeah. so 2008 
You know, come on. This is so early MCU. It's so like X-Men. Yeah, you got to get you got to get more. Um, I don't know, it, more advanced in your storytelling at some point. If you're going to keep this thing going, if you're almost 30 movies into this thing and a ton of series as well, you're going to have to get creative. That's one thing I've really appreciated about the series. And we talked about that last year, that they each do something a little different. They tell their mm-hmm. story a little bit. The problem is that a lot of them are telling the same story. Like, you know, it's like it, it's yeah. it's really generalized storytelling, right? It's just like meet the villain. Villain is bad. We have to kill a villain, beat the villain in the end. And it wraps up all nice and nice little bow. And I don't want that anymore. I kind of want some some. Uh, I don't know. I want it to be kind of murky, you know, I want to like not, you know, I want to not know how things are going to turn out every time. I don't want it to be wrapped up in a bow by the end of every series. Like that's why Loki is interesting because they ended it on a cliffhanger. It's our first season two of a series. It's exciting. It's exciting just to right. be getting a season two of something. Um, and oh, it is the first season two. You're right. Yeah. It's the first time we've seen like characters come back from a series. So, and I don't know if there are plans other than what if season two, I don't, I haven't heard any plans of any other season twos at all. So and I bet some of like, Agatha kind of is like a season two WandaVision, right? Maybe a spinoff of a spinoff. I don't know. I mean, if Echo is a season two of Hawkeye. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I mean, I could see um, what's it called? Mrs. Marvel getting a season two. And I wonder if they're not saying it because maybe it spoils something in, you know, the Marvel's film. Yeah. Yeah. And they've made that mistake before with like showing a Spider-Man, uh, the, the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, in between Infinity War and Endgame. Like, I was like, come on. Yes, we knew he was coming back, but you didn't need to show us, like, leave some mystery. Well, I I blame, personally, I blame Sony for that, but... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They wanted to get that thing out regardless. Like, you know, that was their baby. So um, they were making a lot more money on that than they were on Spider-Man appearing in Endgame, Uh you know? So. what else here we got um so my favorite thing about the episode is probably them what was the guy's name from um everything everywhere uh, everything everywhere all at once obi yeah first of all first of all including him as a character in the show brilliant dude so brilliant to do that like an award-winning film that everybody or at least most of the people who are into this sort of stuff has seen. And then you bring him into this universe, into a multiverse story, genius casting. So smart. I loved it. I love that they did that. So, but that scene where Loki slips back in time and he's talking to the previous version of Mm -hmm. the character and then Mobius is in the future. That was probably my favorite part of the episode because it really encapsulates like what this is time travel. Like, love. And it. I love shit like that. Like, yes. Do something here about? and it affects here immediately. Like, like, have you ever? Are you a Doctor Who fan at all? Um, no, but I kind of want to be because <laughs> I so know what it is. There's this episode 
So shout out to the Doctor Who fans. They'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There is this episode, this special, where I think it's uh, the 11th or the 12th Doctor, but they have to figure out this, you know, crazy way to get a planet out of a, or to put a planet into a painting to make sure no one dies. So like keep the people of the planet safe. Okay. And they're like, oh, this is going to take thousands and thousands and thousands of years to figure out. So what do they do? They ring-a-ding-ding to the very first doctor, you know, yeah. who in their universe lived thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. So That's then they're cool. like, oh, well, I have the, the solution. I've been working on it all of my lives. That's awesome. And it, like, I love shit <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, give it to me. <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly what they did, right? Like, first yeah. of all, they established that Mobius might have been down here 400 years ago. Um, yeah. But, like, who knows? Because maybe maybe Mobius's mind was wiped, and that's why he doesn't remember that he has been down there before. But it's been that long ago. And then we don't know how long Loki goes back. Is it 100 years? Is it right. five? Is right. it before the guy met Mobius the first time? We don't know, because they don't really make mention of that. And... When Loki goes back to talk to him, he had never been nicknamed OB before. Right. So assuming Loki went back more than 400 years to talk to this guy, yeah. had him create an object and hold on to it for 400 years until Mobius shows up again. I don't know. It, I love that stuff. I love that in the moment things change. That was so cool where he's like, do you have one of those? And he's like, no, wait. Yes, I do. I yes, have I do. one right here. <laughs> I love that. I've been working on it, blah, 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 years ago. Yes. Or like your friend came to me with a problem like that. Well, yeah, that's right. Time slipping does exist. Like, now, so I have a theory about OB, but I'll save it for later in this episode when we can talk okay. about those. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, he's an important character. Like they did a whole episode you know, named after him. I think he's going yeah. to be significant um, more than just what we've seen in this episode. And he seems to be the guy. He's like Kihui like Kwan for a right. one-off episode. Right. And I feel like he's like in this episode, he's the guy, you know, he's the guy, he's the tech guy. He's the guy you go to, to explain everything, how everything yeah. works, what you've got to do for this to happen. Like he's kind of the narrator for the characters. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe that'll keep going a bit. Like they'll need him for other things throughout technical things and try to how to figure right. things out. I don't really know what his job Ned. is now. Oh, well, they said um, they said he's essentially the guy who fixes things. There's that one scene where he like gets uh something is like shot down to him through a tube and he has to like fix yeah. it and send it back. Yeah, he bangs on it and sends it back up. Yeah, yeah. I I was I was curious like. Yeah, it's a pretty generalized job, right? He's just, he's the fixer. He's the guy that fixes things. Yeah. Anyway, genius casting, best scene of the episode, I think. The time slipping looked great. You were talking about the the CGI and mm -hmm. Loki. The time slipping, it really did look kind of like it was um, unsettling, like to see him kind of spaz out. It kind of reminded me of um, Into the Spider Verse when they're like glitching. When the characters glitch, yes, yes. Um, except too, that he actually he actually disappears. But yeah, and how they uh, talked about how disgusting it looked and how uh, horrible it was. But um, so I think what for me got like 
where I was. Yeah, where did it go wrong for you? I think it was when Mobius was like after that scene that I loved. Then Mobius is going out to the the loom and he's trying to like aim this device at it. I don't know. It just seemed all kind of like we'll just. It's kind of like Star Trek when they have like techno mumble. They just throw a bunch uh-huh. of words together and like create a issue. Like, oh, the discombobulator is, uh, you yeah. know, being finicky or whatever. And it just felt like a lot of that. And that's why I felt like this episode was like, all right, man, they're just filling time here. What do they do? Like, yeah, that's something my friend Austin said that too. He was like, I didn't really get what was going on there. And yeah, the way I, I understood I, it at least was like, they're trying to get the pieces of loki you know there's the time slip in this era time slip in the future and like bring them all together somehow yeah yeah end of the present yeah and i think i got it better on my second viewing um i just think it was a little like convoluted like yeah. how they explained it um most people aren't going to rewatch. to be honest they're going to watch it once and they're going to wait for the next episode like general people but yeah. for folks like me watch it two or three times to talk about it on a podcast like um you know we get it we get it i mean i i had no problem understanding what was going on the loom was interesting um yeah just how they're you know literally like spooling it into one thread one timeline um all these threads into one timeline interesting i like how i like how they name things in the tva they're very um plain like time stick loom it's just a loom <laughs> it's a loom that's what it is it's a loom they you know um puts together threads and and then the time stick is a time stick and you got uh the time doors you know it's like it's a time door mm-hmm. what it is I, I love that they don't go too uh too hard trying to like name this stuff yeah and i don't think they need to i don't think they need to especially if it's ob doing it like yeah because i think there's that part where he's like oh i wrote the manual on how the tva operates like keep it simple right yeah i liked um, they did finally kind of give us confirmation that Renslayer is in bed, so to speak, with Kang, right? Yeah. We got, like, their voices which interacting is, with one another. Which is straight from the comics. Like, they are yes. a couple in the comics. Yes, and I was curious whether they would do it or not in the series. And it looks like they have, or at least somewhat have. Like, it didn't necessarily make it that they were a couple, but they're definitely, like, working together, and there's some admiration there. So... It's interesting. We didn't we haven't seen them together. And where did that recording like when did that recording come from? We don't know. Um, like, what if it's not even what if it's not even he who remains who was talking to her? What if it's what if it's a different king? Yeah. What's, what if it's Victor Timely? What if it's a different king? Yeah. Who knows? This is part of what I both love and hate about quantum mania. You know, like it's such a bummer that quantum mania didn't work out because i feel like that kind of hurts a lot of the work that they're doing yeah. in loki to hype up kane yeah you know like they keep talking about how there is a very dangerous man and his variants are coming but yeah. that's canceled out by just how disappointing king's m- movie appearance was you know yeah at least and then you know it sucks because it's like are we supposed to believe that that king was like the worst of the kings and that's why he was trapped in the quantum right. realm or right are there even worse Kangs than him that we're going to see? Or is that same Kang coming back? Because to be honest, like, like we were saying earlier, like this, like in this series, Kang is a very scary foreboding thing, Yeah. but 
in Quantumania, not so much, man. Like, I think he was defeated. Defeated? We don't know if he's gone dead, what, but he he was disposed with uh, pretty easily. Like, it, it wrapped up just like a lot of these series we're talking about. Like, fight the bad guy, beat the bad guy. Good guys win. I was like, come on, give us a, give us like an open ending to Quantumania to where like, yes, um, Ant-Man disappears or, right. you know, again, or another one of the characters, right? Like his daughter maybe disappears mm-hmm. uh, with Kang or something and you don't know what happened to them. Like it wrapped up too neatly. That was my biggest problem with Quantumania, like, is that I wasn't really afraid of Kang by the end. In the beginning, sure. I'm like, oh, this guy could be good. Like just the way they're showing him introduced and he's down on his luck and he needs her help to help rebuild and build his spaceship or whatever build his ship back and yeah. you're like ooh, he's gonna be like this manipulating like really dark and then i don't know it, it was too easy to defeat him i will so is say like more- I, I so desperately want to know all there is to know about kang like how yeah. exactly does kang from quantumania fit into this you know the TVA yeah. is being run by Kang slash Kangs, depending on the timeline. Right. But also now there's a separate council of Kangs that we know about. Like, and I love how Loki is doing it. And I will say, I, I don't think I thought of Quantumania the same, but I just want to know more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and that's I think that's what people are hoping for in this series, right? Is like get more like get get more of this story told get more information about Kang, about uh the timelines about all of it yeah like how did king come to be like this like he who remains kind of explained it but it was kind of hard to understand really like without seeing it so exactly now we want now we want to see what that looks like like lots yeah. of kings um scarier versions of king and for our sake i hope that you know, the Kang from Quantumania is not the scariest of Kangs. I hope there are much scarier Kangs in the future. I, I, I'm hopeful that there will be. I'm very yeah. hopeful that there will be. <laughs> mm. But we'll see. We'll see. We've been wrong before. Indeed. Indeed. They, yeah, they do what they want, man. So, um, so. I will say, looking ahead, like, I checked the the writing and directing credits for this episode. So it was written by Eric Martin, who wrote the Nexus event from season one. You know, he also, Uh so he is the sole writer for episode one of this season, as well as episode two, five, and six, and some additional writers for episodes three and four. So we might have a pretty cohesive writing team there. Directing wise, uh, I think the guys who did it were Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and they also are supposed to direct episode four, five, six of this season. So I honestly predict the quality will be more or less pretty consistent throughout the season, which honestly is a, a big joy given what I would call, you know, the the amateurish mess of, of Secret Invasion. Man, you're kind of hard on Secret Invasion. I didn't think it was terrible. I I, I wasn't... It, for me, it was just like the other series with, like, it, it wrapped up too quickly, too nicely. But 
mm-hmm. other than that, like, I didn't think it was, I thought there was some great character stuff in it. Like, I thought um, pretty much anything between um, Samuel Jackson and, um, oh, I don't know, Don Cheadle was good and anything, well, I don't know. Early on, the interactions between Don Cheadle and, and Samuel Jackson were really good. Yeah. Um, and then the interactions between him and uh, what's his name? British gentleman. Uh, Gaia? Like the, the actress for Gaia or who? No, it, her dad. What, what's his what's his name? Oh, um, Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, ben, yes. OK, so they had great um, on-screen chemistry. I like the back and forth between them when they were alone. Mm-hmm. A lot of good one-on-one stuff in that series. But yeah, the overall story didn't pan out. I don't know. It, it just wasn't as. It, it seemed like it should have been a much bigger, like deal. Like like you're saying, it wasn't that scary. Like I wasn't really that worried about this invasion. Great actors are going to be great in the scenes they're in. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it just felt like the show yeah. and the the scenes needed a, a bit more thought. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so, because I think they had, honestly, I think the villain was good. I think that it was a good idea, um, but just, I don't know, you'd throw everything together at the end and have, have them both be, like, super scrolls with everybody's yeah. powers. It was a little, you know, it it was, for me, it was just, like, they did such creative things with um, WandaVision. And then the end was so stereotypical, it was upsetting to me. Like, I love the series for all the cool stuff that it does and all throughout. But then the final episode for me was like, oh, a hero villain battle in the sky. You know? Just like WandaVision, just like... Yeah. 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 All the... Yeah, I, I just... WandaVision had great storytelling. Like, a lot. <laughs> it did, man. It had such cool stuff. I'm not it, denying it. It did. And it, it's really upsetting that, like, they still wrapped it up with a generic boss fight. You know? Yeah. Could have been so much deeper than that. So much cooler than that. But anyway. Um, so I guess I guess we can talk about, if we don't have anything else about the episode in particular. What did you think about the, the post credit scene? Yes, that's what I was going to say. So, um, interesting. Um, I, I have questions, right? I, I, of I, first of all, is 1982 where someone... Is that where Renslayer was in um, the season one episode? Like, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember where or when they went for Renslayer, and I probably should have rewatched season one. But, like... Um, I'm, my question is why is Sylvie in 1982 specifically Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was trying to remember, is that when we saw Renslayer's, you know, like her timeline or where, like where she existed on the timeline as a teacher, what happened? So I don't know. I guess that's a question is like, is that, that. that's a really good idea. Otherwise, why is she there? Like, that's the Mm -hmm. question, I guess. Um, I, I guess I appreciated going to a throwback McDonald's when they were just introducing (laughs) chicken nuggets. Um, But I get what 
they're doing where like she has not had many experiences in her life and she wants to do everything. And now yeah. with endless timelines, it's infinite possibilities to try anything and everything she's ever thought to imagine to a, to try, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of what they were getting at with that final, like, I want to try everything. Well, and I think the interesting thing is, so she ends up in Broxton and in the comics, that's actually where new Asgard moved to. Mm, okay. So but like, not right, films, some right? connection there, not in the films, no, in the yeah. films they're in Norway, which makes sense. Although so like, it could be in an alternate universe, it could be, right? Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. That would, yeah, that's a nice tie-in because, I mean, she is Loki and she's from a different mm -hmm. timeline. Maybe that's her timeline. That might be her it timeline. Be, yeah. She's from, yeah. Right? Interesting. Yeah. And maybe in her timeline, New Asgard ended up being there. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It'll be it'll, uh, something to play out, something to see play out. But but I also think um, there's something to be said about wanting to, like, it. you just destroyed the world. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't blame her if she's like, I just want to, like, relax. And this might be yeah. the time that I get to do that. Yeah. And if I remember it's, correctly, I want to say it was filmed when Sofia DiMartino was pregnant, so she may not have as much action this season overall because of that. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. I was, I was yeah. completely unaware of that. So, yeah, I don't know. What do they do? Just, like, film around and just talk about her? Yeah, no, they, 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 they usually they, just you film from the waist up, from the stomach up. Yeah. Interesting. Just not as many action scenes, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, which is fine. I don't need a ton of action, honestly, in my storytelling. I, I like the stories, man. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. This Marvel stuff, I'm not really here for the big action set pieces. I'm here for the characters and the storytelling. Like, Absolutely. That's what, that's what got me into it. That's what keeps me here hoping that, like, we're going to get more great character stuff. Like, that's what I want going forward. I want to meet and love new characters that they introduce that are familiar to me, but not this version of them. Like, that's yes. what I want. So that's what I'm, that's why I stay latched on. Like, come on. I know there's more good stuff in here. Just got to get to it. Absolutely. And I will say one thing I, I just loved about this episode so far is it, to me at least, is a perfect example of how Marvel should approach tying the bigger narrative into individual stories without mm -hmm. the individual story feeling like it's just there to set up something bigger. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely need to do that big time because it, it's getting to be where you're right. It's kind of one or the other. Like this is either a thing that's completely here for setup or it's a mm -hmm. thing that's not connected at all like Moon Knight, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've been going back and doing kind of retro reviews on the Patreon and mm -hmm. I just awesome. just just did Iron Man 2 and just going back and looking at some of the stuff, the way that they weave the movies together back then. Some movies did introduce new characters and stuff that were going to be used later, right? Um, uh -huh. But for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot 
in the movies that led to the next thing. They were just the tease in the post-credit scenes. Like that's what would really tie them together until you get mm-hmm. to event, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the team movies, a lot happens that affects everyone. And yes. going forward, it's it affects the universe. So like um, in, in Age of Ultron, they let us know that Hawkeye has family. And so therefore, yeah. like from there on, Hawkeye's family is a major component of Hawkeye. Yes. And the storytelling within the Avengers. Like they mention his family every time now. He they're part of his series. They um like they disappear with the blip. So like that that is how, <laughs> Yes. And that's how it should be done, right? Like that's how is like you introduce something in a movie and then it it's referenced, you know, throughout like, but don't make the entire movie about introducing a character. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We're not, I mean, we're more sophisticated than that. I feel like that, that the MCU worked so well because it felt like, um, every movie was its own story. And most of the time they were really good stories individually. Yes. Yes. And then it tied together into great stories when we saw the team films like Avengers and it it wrapped up beautifully when you brought everything together with Endgame and, and Infinity War. But trying yeah. to do it all early like this is I think it hurts it. I think it yeah. drags us away. It it keeps us from having good small stories. And yeah. I don't know. I, I think it definitely affects the. I don't like either way. I don't like it to be not connected at all, but I don't like it to be overly connected either. I don't like the episode or the or the movie to be all about what's to come three movies from now because I can't get into it in the same way. Like if I For if sure. I know it's a year a year or two off, like who cares right now? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll see that someday. Like, but to take up time in a story you're telling right now, major time. You could be telling a good story and using that to like reference what might happen later. It's not the way. I don't know. Exactly. It's not the way. Yeah. Um, so now what, the what theories do you have for the next few episodes? Well, I, I think we're done with the time slipping. My yeah, thing. I agree. Um, so I wanted to ask you, but I'll tell you what I think first since you asked. Um, at the end, Loki does end up being pruned, but not by himself. Like, who pruned him? Who pruned like someone? It looked like someone pruned him from behind because he didn't have a time yeah. stick. Saw both of his hands when it happened. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that they play with time more and that it was Mobius racing to oh. him. Oh, because he knew, you know, like what had happened. He knew that he had went out there. Loki didn't make it in time, so he in the future he. He races to him and he prunes him right when he needs to. And that's what like Mobius did that for him because he was the only one that knew like. But then why would Sylvie say there you are? I don't know. Maybe we don't know where she's been like she'd been looking for him. um, Just since. They last saw each other like I don't know. It's a good theory. I don't know that I'm on board with it, but I like it. So who do you think's pruning him then? 
this is the thing i don't know yeah but so this is my theory my theory is that ob you know kehui kwan mm-hmm. that he's a villain Ooh. there is a reason he was not brainwashed like the others mm. you know he probably knew king and all about it and all of what king has done he's obsessed with fixing and thinks he's fixing mm. king's plan by stopping and manipulating loki or something you know like literally he wrote the handbook right and yeah for me i think it's easy to just assume that maybe future loki like future loki in the future was the one that pruned time slipping loki right i think that was another theory i saw maybe mm. it's just future loki or, or mobius okay but yeah. i bet it was a future ob already revealed as a bad guy he probably thought that he was pruning future loki ah and then but but inadvertently actually doing the thing that he that doesn't he, want, he to. doesn't want to be doing right but exactly. and, and ob actually kind of helps them do what they wanted to do unwittingly yes that yeah. would be because i mean so ob means ouroboros right do you know what the ouroboros is so an Ouroboros is, uh, I want to say it's a Greek thing? Yeah, from Greek magic Sounds tradition. Like it, yeah. So it is the symbol depicting like a dragon or a serpent that's eating its own tail. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's essentially the thing that's like everything is eternal. It's a cycle of life, death, and rebirth. Yep. yep. Infinity, right? Yeah. Infinity. Mm-hmm. Infinity. And so... Yeah, like, or OB in trying to stop future Loki or future Sylvie or whoever. Yeah. Inadvertently makes it happen. Yeah, helps future Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. yeah. That's my theory. That's one of my theories, at least. It's a good one. It's a good one. I like it. Like, I hope it's right because it sounds pretty damn cool. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. If it's right, I need to be a writer on this show or something. Yeah. Yeah, or any of them. You know what? You don't need to be on this show. They're doing pretty good. If you're right, they're doing pretty good already. Go to one of the other shows and make it as good, you know? I will do my best. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, I think that's going to wrap this thing up, man. I I thank you so much for for doing this again, and I I hope to keep having you back. Um, And hopefully we can get together. Hopefully you can do the roundtable discussion with us, which is something you haven't had an opportunity to do. But at the end of each series... We try to do a roundtable where we have some of the guests from individual episodes come back and like give the final thoughts and like, you know, at the Let's end of it. Let's do it. That would be great, man. So, um, anything you want to plug before you go? I know that you had a podcast at one point. Uh, are you still doing that? Like, what's going on? Do you plug a social media or something? Um, yeah. So I used to be part of the Peter Porker Power Hour. Um, sadly, not a thing anymore. Um, but we did drop. One special um, recently uh, called the Spidey special episode talking about Spider-Man, all the Spideys, who's the best Spidey for this, who's the best sidekick, love interest. Check that out. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, thanks again, dude. This is like, it's been a pleasure. Every time we talk, it's a good time. Um, I almost wish I would have hit record earlier because I feel like we had a lot of great conversation that was not really Marvel related before we started. So maybe next time we'll get more of that in there, like our talk about uh, Power Rangers and, and stuff like that. So that'd be cool. If anyone's interested, yeah. please go check out our episode that we did. It's over on the, the Daily BS uh, podcast and YouTube channel. We uh, we talked about Power Rangers. What was it called? Once uh, The Mighty Warfarin Power Rangers Once and Always. Once and Always. Yes, we did like a, a whole like, I don't know, we talked for an hour or more about that, <laughs> that uh, special. So go check that out. It was a great time. Um, and I can't wait to have you back, dude. Thank you again. Yeah, we'll talk again soon. Take care. See you, dude. Right, my friends, that is going to do it for the conversation with Alejandro. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having it. If you couldn't tell, I was having a great time. Um, and I, I love talking to this guy. I can't wait to get him back on the round table, see if his prediction comes true. Um, and, you know, have him back on in the future. And hopefully he starts podcasting again. I think he has a knack for it. Anyway, um, I just want to remind you one more time, if you signed up for if you sign up for the uh, Marvel Plus Patreon, you get a free Marvel Plus t-shirt of your choosing. There's several different designs to choose from, so go check it out if you're interested. Um, lots of stuff over there, like bonus episodes and stuff like that, video versions of every podcast, including this one with Alejandro. And um, lately, I've been working my way through the MCU from Iron Man, uh, currently about to do Thor, the first Thor film. Uh, so, and I'm having new guests on for all of those. So that's some of the fun stuff I'm doing over on Patreon. I really appreciate your guys' support, uh, whether you support me over on Patreon or you just support me by listening to the show. Uh, it's just crazy to me that people even listen to what I have to say. Like it, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's the point, right? Like I'm trying to get people to care about what I have to say. Um, but I don't know, just actually having it come to fruition is kind of weird for me so thank you so much just for being an audience member here whether you support me monetarily or not i like you listening to the show and giving me feedback and stuff is is compensation enough to be honest and um i thank you so much for it so that's gonna do it uh until next week when we get into episode two of loki maybe we'll get to start seeing if alejandro's uh predictions are beginning to come to fruition um that's the second time i've used fruition in the past five minutes that's that's pretty impressive um thank you guys so much uh as always my name is brett scott and this has been marvel plus